0: It is another comeback for these Florida Panthers. In this episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we'll be discussing Tuesday night's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs in their first matchup at FLA Live Arena, their second of the season between the Florida Panthers and Toronto Maple Leafs. Jacob Winans of PantherParkway.com will be joining me to discuss this comeback victory against division rival Toronto. All on today's episode of the Locked On, Florida Panthers podcast.
1: Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And welcome to the live the of the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen today. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore F-L-A Panthers. Don't forget to also follow the national show, Locked on and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the national Hockey League, and thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Uh <laughs> oh, it's beautiful, but not beautiful all at the same time, because uh you don't want to be behind, of course, but beautiful in the sense that the Florida Panthers have done it again, where down four once again within the same week. We saw this in New Jersey, down 6-2, coming all the way back to win 7-6, which is the exact final score of Tuesday night's game against Toronto. And when they were down 5-1, it felt a little different. It it, it didn't feel like a comeback was going to happen this time around because of how rare it is for it to happen in hockey. But the Panthers do it again. And create some separation in the Atlantic division now the magic number to clinch the division for the Panthers is at 17 after this uh win against the Toronto Maple Leafs and I want to bring in my guest onto the show on this what I even though we're live this uh podcast version does drop on Wednesday uh so I want to bring in my guest in on the show Jacob Winans on this Wyndens Wednesday edition of the show Jacob how are you doing?
1: Oh man, that was a roller coaster. Um, cannot think of a better night to do our first our first live Winans Wednesday. Um, that was that was something. Definitely, could not wait any longer to get to get on camera here.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's funny because coming into this game, even this morning, we were talking about it in our in our in our chat um, where and I was talking a little bit about it on Twitter as well, that even though the Florida Panthers did come back into this game and ended up winning, I still feel like this wasn't a statement win for the Panthers. I feel like this was more of a confidence win for the Panthers because even if the Panthers did end up losing this game, of course, it's a regular season matchup. It, it I was thinking about it is. At the time when it was 5-1, it's just a bad game. It's just a bad game. The same thing that we that I said when the Panthers were down 6-2 against New Jersey. But what a way to win regardless. Uh, and creating a little bit of separation. Sure, it was an overtime win, so you create a one-point separation instead of two. But man, th- this team did it again. And just uh, the fact that they did it against a better opponent in Toronto and a division rival just makes it so much sweeter.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously emotions are, are super high. Uh, everyone is loving this win. Even myself, I've been a little bit unprofessional on Twitter since the game ended. If, if uh, I'll call it that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a big win. Um, most important is just the separation in the standings. Um, you need to put points in the bank. And Tampa lost last night. Uh, Boston lost in regulation today. Carolina lost in regulation. So they're, they're putting points in the bank, which is the most important thing. But
0: um, a comeback win like that against a really good playoff team is is a big deal. Absolutely. And um, I said that um, I said at the top of the show that the magic number for the Panthers to clinch the division is at 17 now for to clinch the top spot in the East is at 19 now for the Florida Panthers. So creating a little bit more of that separation. But it's crazy because um, the, the first period was just the complete opposite of what it was the rest of the game. Like we, we, I thought that this was going to be just low scoring. I mean, I mean, in the first period, I mean, um, when, when the, um, when the Florida Panthers went up one, nothing on that power play goal by Sam Reinhardt getting right in front of the net. And then shortly after William Nylander on a one-timer, um, Bobrovsky was a little late to his right, but still, there were many times in that first period where, you saw Michael Butting had two opportunities right in front of the net on Sergei Bobrovsky. Uh, Mitch Marner was just skating through the defense of Forsling and Weger. There, were, there, there were times <laughs> where Bobrovsky at the beginning of the game, before we knew anything that was going to go on in the second period, I was thinking, man, the Florida Panthers are leaving Sergei Bobrovsky out to dry. And that, and but and Bobrovsky at the beginning of the game was really starting to uh, really keep the Panthers in the game at that time. And it's just, uh, that first period, just uh, (laughs) something different from the first period versus like the rest of the game.
1: Yeah, the first period, it was, I won't say it was tight checking because there were definitely chances both ways, but um, just the the goaltenders really kept each other's, or kept their own team in it. Um, Bob had a really solid first period, made a lot of key saves, some breakaway stops. He was on his game. Um, and, and, uh, for, for Toronto, they made the saves too. We missed some chances. It it felt like it had the potential to open up and become a high scoring game, but it just wasn't happening. Um, but definitely that, that first period, the playoff intensity was there. The building was into it. It was, um,
0: the, the tone was set from puck drop. It was, it had playoff intensity and feel no doubt. And I think about it, 13 goals in this game, um, for both teams combined. Eight of them were non-even strength goals uh, for both teams, it, it, and this game was a weird one. You have both teams getting three power play goals each, both teams getting a shorthanded goal each, both teams had a too many men on the ice penalty as well. Um, Toronto had one of the strangest penalties I've ever seen on an on an icing that could that. The, Panther, the Panthers could have had an icing at, towards the end of the first period. And Mark Giordano has a hold on um, Anthony Duclair, who was just speeding through uh, and just quite a, a lot of unforced errors by uh, this, um, both teams. And this is the kind of game where if you're a coach, re- regardless of wins or losses, when it comes to the defense, you're, you're just, you're just livid with the amount of opportunities, like just skating through. And, also i think about it like this these teams are kind of built similarly with speed um going through the um, going when it comes to like their zone entries of how they get through the defense i mean i mean mitch mitch marner is toronto's version of jonathan huberto austin matthews is the is uh toronto's version of alexander Barkov. so they have their peanut butter and jelly there as well in toronto so it was kind of a strange game uh based on um all the different types of goals and even all the different types of penalties yeah it was definitely the type of game you will not see at all
1: come playoff time um hopefully uh, but it, it's uh it's a wild one hockey is a weird sport sometimes and and tonight was an example of that and um, yeah you, you saw some really strange stuff happening a lot of odd penalties uh some some strange power plays a ridiculous amount of four on four time um, Goudis gets a a giant slapper like straight out of the 1980s from the blue line somehow it goes in like a lot of things happen tonight that you don't normally see. Um, but one thing I, I did take away from this is uh, Toronto in the past, they get to the playoffs and they run into teams that are more gritty, um, more hard nosed, uh, those those kind of defense first teams and that's that seems to be their kryptonite. They've been itching to get a team that's about skill and speed when they get to the playoffs, because they feel they can they can outplay teams like that. The Panthers have every bit the amount of speed and skill that Toronto has. And I would say that we we are better built at their game than they are. Um, And that's that's really what I got from this this game tonight. We we have a a good mix of speed and skill and, and that toughness and grit. And I think we play the Toronto style better than Toronto plays the Toronto style.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, de- um, definitely, and just the balance of, of the lineup between the first four lines, I'll take uh, I'll take the Panthers uh, four lines over over Toronto's. I, I know it's uh, I know we're on our high horse right now uh, and and really up in our fields after like a big win, but also something I didn't mention um, at the at the top of the show, uh, I mentioned the penalties. I I also mentioned the different uh, type of. Uh, goals that were scored but we also had both teams uh making goalie changes one was for performance one was for injury um Sergey Bobrovsky um not I don't believe every single goal was his fault on the first one by William Nylander I think he could he was a little late drawing to his right and then um there was that one goal that just got under the glove it was the 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 second Mitch Marner goal um on the, on the power play just got under his glove and uh three goals on three shots um uh, um, on the, on the second one, um, nobody picks up a uh, Blackwell and just, just, uh, you, uh, it's funny because in the same week where the Florida Panthers haven't had a goalie chased often, it happens the second time in a week. And, um, I, I know a lot of people might be a little worrisome about the goaltending for the Panthers, but right. I kind of want to see it as just a bad, a little bit of a bad stretch for Bob because he was just named third star of the month uh, last month. So I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it more of a bad stretch versus uh, going back to the Bob we've seen in the first two years. Yeah, uh, I think he hit a little bit of a slump. He missed some time uh, with the illness
1: and the the puck to the face. He's been a little bit hot and cold since then. There's a shutout in there, but there's also a couple of really shaky performances. but, yeah, he just he just got third star of the month, went undefeated for a month or, or something like that, 7-0. and um, Really, I mean, tough stretch for him, but I, I really don't feel like these past two performances, in New Jersey and, and Toronto, were, were really all on him. I mean, there's a couple of goals that he would like to have back, but there's there's just a lot of stuff like breakaways and tap-ins where he has absolutely no chance. Um, and, and it seems like as soon as he gets pulled, it wakes up the defense and they start to play tighter. They got to do that from puck drop. Uh, we've seen that in the past with with Chris Drieger, where there were games where they would just completely sell out, um, it, it seemed like, and, and hang Bob out to dry. But then when Drieger was between the pipes, they would shut everything down. Um, I don't know if it's just an over-reliance on Bob, but they've got to play the same way regardless of who's in goal. Um, so that it's definitely something to correct going forward. And I don't think Bob is going to have an issue. Um, honestly, I would give him the Buffalo game and and see if that gets his, gets him
0: back on track, build some confidence. Mm. Uh well that is a front end of a back to back, so um definitely something we could um definitely discuss later later on in the week. But we're gonna actually transition over to the next segment, talk about when Spencer um knight uh came came into the game and uh talk about some of the saves of uh, that Spencer Knight definitely uh made to help keep the Panthers uh not for for the time, uh the Panthers not. Ha, ha, go down by even more goals and we'll we'll talk about that next in the next segment. But first we're going to tell you all about HelloFresh. You get far fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery stores and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy and fun and affordable. That's why it's America's number 1 meal kit. Get far fresh seasonal produce, easy to make recipes delivered right to your door. Every week, ingredient travel from the farm to your doorstep in under a week, and they always arrive fresh, all without a trip to the grocery store or farmer's market. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use pr- promo code LockedOn16 and get 16 free meals and three free gifts. Once again, go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 to get up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh. America's number one meal kit. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your next listen of the day, make sure to listen to the Locked On Now podcast, where you get daily recaps of all NHL games from each of the local experts on the Locked On podcast network. So we have a few replies here on the live uh, stream here on the YouTube. Uh, Cannon Drum Paul, a.k.a. uh, At at Gooch Spot on Twitter, says, yo, this team, in all caps. Uh, AFC says, we did it again, even though I try not to say we when it comes to a team that I cheer for. But, hey, the, um, the Panthers did it again. Um, Frank Salazar says, game of the year, boys. So, um, so, <laughs> so crazy. Uh, three three goal comebacks. Uh, I talked about it earlier this week against Washington and Buffalo. Um, the four goal comebacks, uh, New Jersey and Toronto, weird those those two happen in like within a week of each other which is so strange so again shorthanded goals happen um Mitch Marner uh and let, let's talk about the shorthanded goal first for Toronto and um, there were times where really some of the goals that were um put on Bob Zen. there were times where I was thinking the the four Panthers are really starting to miss Aaron Aaron Eckblad and um and um just When it comes to the playoffs, I'm hoping, hoping that if they do meet the Toronto Maple Leafs, that especially on the man advantage, that they don't have some of these uh, turnovers. That, uh, because like we said in the first segment, Toronto has the speed to go on on a break, um, on a breakaway going the other end. And this was a night where we, I was thinking, man, the Panthers are really missing someone like Aaron Eckblad. Yeah. um, I think since he's gone down. The, the D pairs
1: have been shuffled around quite a bit, obviously, and, and we're trying to integrate some new guys in there with Sheraton and Haig. Um, but uh, where we're really suffering without Ekblad is on special teams, and that goes for penalty kill and power play. Um, power play in particular, the, the five forward setup hasn't had fantastic results. It's worked here and there, but um, Weger running the power play has, has really not been a, a great look. Uh, Weger's more defensive-minded. He, he doesn't get the pucks to the net quite the same way that Ekblad does. Um, it's a little bit different than like a situation where you you miss a guy and you just plug in the next guy. Ekblad's style is so unique to this team uh, because he's very much the shooter on that power play unit. Um, So when he's not at the top of the point getting pucks through traffic to the goal, they they can struggle at times and the puck kind of hangs around the blue line and then you see guys like Mitch Marner swoop in and take it away. That, That puck is off Ekblad's stick fast. So um, getting him back will be huge come playoff time, assuming he's, he's 100% healthy and ready to go. Um, yeah, tonight, tonight's a game where we really missed Ekblad. The fact that they're able to pull it out anyway, um, it, speaks, it speaks volumes. Ekblad is an all world caliber defenseman. And when you can win games against Toronto without him, it's, that's something special. And um, just want to throw out there, Toronto was mostly healthy tonight. They, that was pretty much their, their full group that we,
0: that we've been expecting to see so you know advantage florida
1: mm.
0: and 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 jake muzzin uh played in his first game back in uh over sort of a month goal too. Got a goal. he got a goal too to make it 5-1 yep. uh um and we could argue that that's a goal that spencer knight should have saved as well it went over his shoulder on that one and i'm just thinking at that time it's not it's not it's not really the the panthers night and then um like we said too many men on the ice and um sam reinhardt capitalizes again um being right in front of the net and then um being committed on the follow-through as well after getting one originally um uh, on um shalgren and then getting one past them and um <laughs> radko gudas man two two goals in the last few games um just not expecting any, really anything from um Radko Gudis. I mean, that shot that Radko Gudis had uh, to get um, past uh, Sjogren, I kind of thought of last year where uh, Keith Yandel um, got one uh, past uh, Pekka Rene. I, I, I wasn't sure if it was Rene or uh, Saros, but it was against Nashville. But it just kind of reminded me a little bit about that moment when uh, Keith Yandel had that goal like right from the blue line, or I, bl- I believe it was right at uh, center ice.
1: Yeah, we saw Yandel do that a couple times where he fakes the the rim around and and <laughs> threw it at the net and it went in a couple times. Um, don't want to dog Yandel too much right now because you know uh, the news out of Philly recently, but <laughs> yes. that was that was something Yandel Yandel was good at here. Um, but yeah, the Gouda shot it was at that point in the game. It's it's a might as well just take the chance to see what happens type of play um looked like something out of the like i said the 1980s live puck era where, where the goalies barely had any padding it was it's, it's one you don't expect to go in but but it, it does and of course it's good because his goal always come with the big energy boost as well so it was um really good to see that happen and and yeah i obviously can't say the word here on your show but it was that was a effort let's see what happened shot and and it went in
0: so we we say it all the time. Sometimes even when this Florida Panthers team is on the power play, get the puck to the net. But there was nobody in front of Gudis, and he just got the puck into the net. And he he went he went full YOLO on it. And just uh it it, it, it that that goal at the time made it a five three. And then it's funny because the very next power play where uh, William Nylander hooked uh, Jonathan Huberdeau, they didn't get a single shot on goal on that one. And then Steve Goldstein on the broadcast was. Speak. I felt like he was speaking for a lot of us, saying, "You, you can't get um, any goals if you're not putting the puck into the net." And there was a lot of like, the the Panthers just working around and very being very uh pass happy on it, and and just that, what Goldie said on the broadcast. I'm just like, it, it's speaking it's speaking um of a lot to of, to what the the Panthers fans are feeling. And I want to also, and Randy Moeller, he said on the broadcast when the 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 Toronto Maple Leafs had a chance shorthanded um shortly after uh Spencer Knight came in and there was a save that he had I, I forgot who it was it was on and then Randy Mueller said remember that save that is gonna be the save that could help the Florida Panthers come back and we we've said that so many times this save watch out yeah we've seen that from time to time
1: here with with uh, Spencer as well as Bob uh where we can be down in a game and and one more goal would kind of salt it away but then they they come up with that huge save that just keeps us hanging on until we can get until we can get that next goal so um spencer made that one i believe it was on a uh, i think it was on a four on four with ilya uh, makayev coming in on a on a breakaway he, he got by weger and had a what looked like a clear lane to the net he he waited spencer out got a backhand and spencer just stuck his leg up there and somehow uh, knocked it down. That that was the big save that that kept us in that game and and turned the momentum for Florida. Um, that, that's a big one. And and you're going to need that kind of goaltending come playoff time. You have to have that big save in a key moment. Keeps your team in it, and and that's what the Panthers got tonight from
0: Spencer. Mm. For sure. I want to talk about a little bit of an unsung hero uh, for the Panthers. Um, that the stats won't necessarily um, say. Uh, how much of a good game they had. Sam Bennett, he only had one point in this one, but I saw the amount of times this guy was just winning his board battles, and it really helped on that Claude Drew goal. Um, he gets it to Huberto and then um Huberto and uh, Drew play a little bit of tic tac toe and then it, uh, um, and then Huberto just gets it, get gets it near um near the crease and then it goes in. And I mean, we've been talking about Claude Drew, his impact, winning faceoffs. he was he was sixty percent in the dot. Um, um in this one um against Toronto and just I was never worried about Claude Drew scoring goal goals but just a beautiful just what a beautiful way for Claude Drew to uh, get get one and the fact that it was late into the second period at 1756 to to be exact um just to find a way to get it within one I was I was thinking it's on yeah um i'll, I'll give you a,
1: a couple of analogies here um with with sam bennett and and i would go uh, i would also give you carter Hagee tonight uh in the same in the same class as sam bennett those, those two guys in that third period were winning every board battle there were possessions that were kept alive solely by the two of them winning board battles um they, they were absolute hounds on the puck um and, and it had me thinking about um if you if you listen to um E. Reed, the announcer of, of the Miami Heat and, and some of their social media over there, they talk about the the Heat's defense as as the kennel, um, and they have a bunch of dogs on their defense. Sam Bennett and Carter Hagee, they they were absolute dogs in the third period. They they were coming to take the lunch money of anyone on the on the Leafs, and they, they really, I, I don't think Bennett lost a single board battle that, that whole third period. And then uh, Claude Giroux, um, I wrote an article today um, referencing the the Miami Heat 2013 championship team, and I compared Claude Giroux to that year's Ray Allen, and, um, and how he came up clutch when when the Heat really needed him. And Giroux picked a, a hell of a time to get his first goal as a Panther. And um, yeah, you could not have come at a, at a bigger moment for him. And he, he knows how to show up in those big moments.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, no doubt, and and just uh, and just uh, just what a great acquisition you couldn't ask for. Uh, and Face-offs uh, through the first two periods, um, the Toronto Maple Leafs were dominating in the circle, and then um, tor- towards the end, the uh, end of the game, I'm looking, trying trying to look at the percentage. I can't see it on the desktop, uh, but um, per- percentage fifty-one to forty-nine. Um, I believe somewhere um, in in before the third period even started, it was fifty-five forty-five in favor of Toronto. So it just goes to show. Um, how the Florida Panthers were able to like win their win them um, when needed, and um, and just you know, um, I,
1: I want to sorry sorry to cut into you there. I want to want to ask you something. If you if you really noticed this about Giroux in the faceoff circle, um, I want to give him some credit for his penalty kill work tonight too. But um, mm. Giroux Giroux with his faceoff ability, have you noticed how he uses his feet? I don't think I've ever seen a center win more faceoffs with their skates. Uh, than than I do with Claude Giroux. It, it's not just a stick. He's not. A, he he has excellent footwork, and he will get his skates into the circle and kick that puck back. And it, it's really something you should keep an eye on because the the way
0: he uses his skates in the face-off circle is second to none. And his hips too. Yeah, the way he positions himself to uh to make sure that no um, that he can get the foot in the proper direction to kick it back too. Um, that's another thing that uh, that I've noticed with Claude Giroux, like the way his hips are positioned and how it's lined up as well. So that's a very good point that you made, um, good good one, um, Jacob. But um, like we said, lots of not even strength goals, and just um, Jonathan Huberdeau um, get, getting one past an open net. Um, um, Barkoff feeds it in. Jonathan Huberdeau is currently on a nine-game point streak. Right before that, the broadcast said 16 points in the last uh, nine games. I wanna, I wanna, uh, I wanna actually bring up something um in two games against the florida panthers austin matthews has five points one goal the one goal is an empty net goal huberto has six points four goals i think the i think the heart conversation should shift a little bit and a lot of canada watch this game today leafs have a big tv network they have a lot of eyes watching this has to be this game. Had to be a game that increased Jonathan Huberdeau's case for the heart, without a doubt. Um, not to put
1: Austin Matthews down too much because he is still a world class player, but um, if you've seen the run he's been on in, in his last uh, twelve or thirteen games, he's he scored a goal in or a goal or more in every game except for one. Uh, I, I can't remember who that opponent was. Um, and that streak ends when he's matched up with Barkov head-to-head. Um, it You know, it, it really shows that, that about Barkov, his his defensive ability. Uh, but Matthews gets three assists, still ends up a minus on the score sheet, um, a minus two. A lot of people don't believe in plus-minus, but he was a minus two in that one. And and then on the game-winning goal, his back check was lackluster, to say the least. Um, Huberto picked Matthews' pocket in this game, drew a penalty off of it. Huberdeau gets five points, gets two goals, crosses the hundred point threshold, comes up clutch in, in really big moments. You cannot look at this game and think Huberdeau is not on the same level or above Matthews after this. I, I know he's on historic goal goal pace
0: for for a Maple Leafs player, but the the head-to-head matchups favor Huberdeau, and it's not close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we also got to consider um that that uh. Getting the puck once again, getting the puck to the net on the Barkov goal that gave the Panthers the lead at 8:01 of the of the third period as well, and uh, along with um, getting that game winning goal. And there was a part of and overtime. Oh my God, the amount of times where the puck bounced off the off the goalie's pad and then rushed the other way, a shot, then rushed going the other way, a shot going the other way. What it was just that's lots
1: what of on, that, that's what three on three was made for. That was. Incredible overtime hockey. That it was so exciting. I thought mm-hmm. Tavares had us finished in that uh, with his chance, and uh, it,
0: that was that was insane. Mm-hmm. And Tavares uh, three power play goals in two games for for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He had two the last time around. Uh, going from the Toronto Maple Leafs were two two to two, and just when you think that Florida Panther killer um, uh, John Tavares, uh, we 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 know from 2016 when he was on the New York Islanders, and just thinking not again and and just avoiding a chance for um for for um for the maple leafs there as well i want to also give credit to gus forzing he had a big block on tj brody towards the end yep. of overtime sliding on sliding go going uh face down as well um avoiding a chance on spencer knight as well got to give um a lot of credit to gus forzing i also saw I think I believe I saw Jonathan Hubert also fake the Michigan behind the net again uh, as well. Yeah. I saw him do it. And I'm like, Oh, is he going to do it again? Because we saw that against San Jose a few months ago, a few months ago, but just incredible, incredible overtime period. I know a lot of people talk about how three on three is old, a little old, but I wish we had more three on three, like what we saw on uh Tuesday night.
1: Yeah. So the, the argument against
0: three on three now has become like, teams play a possession
1: game they'll just hold on to the puck forever until they get a perfect chance um it kind of ruined the novelty of the fast-paced three-on-three action but tonight the Panthers and Leafs had no interest in that at all Mm. there were times where the the Panthers had the puck and we had tired guys on the ice and I'm thinking like please go back go back and reset but they just kept rushing in regardless um that's the kind of three on three everyone loves to see you cannot watch that and not be excited regardless of which team you're you're cheering for and that man that was exciting i i really wish we could take the shootout out of hockey as a as a game decider and just go continuous Mm -hmm.
0: three on three until someone scores a goal i absolutely agree and i i hope we get if if they do end up going to another uh overtime in the middle and when the I mean, I mean, there's 12 games left after that. We won't be seeing any of that uh, for the, for the rest of the season, but if they do end up going um, uh, to overtime in any of their uh, next uh, 12 games, I hope, I hope we see more of that. Cause that was some fun hockey. I, I think of, I think of something like opening night against Pittsburgh as well. Um, that, that kind of, that, that, that kind of uh fast paced style on three on three as well um, for, for the Panthers. So that, that was just uh, fun all over, but We're gonna transition over to our third and final segment of the show, where we're gonna talk about the division and the Panthers finding themselves once again in the driver's seat. But first, we're gonna tell you all about Shady Rays. And Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features $200 glasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's insane protection program. Shady Ray's includes loss and broken protection for every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happens. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Ray's. Exclusively for our listeners, head to shadyrays.com and use code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of Polarized Glasses. That's code locked on for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of shady raised glasses. Backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. And also a reminder that this episode is also brought to you by Bill this is the time of year where I've pretty much given up on all my New, year, New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, then you're missing out on Bill Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallowy, not just a protein bar, a treat, and they're covered in wonderful real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors: yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. All boat Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and, and that is the pups included. Go so to build.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at bill.com. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Jacob Winans here on this Winans Wednesday edition of the show and live on YouTube and Twitter, because this is also linked to the Locked On Florida Panthers page on Twitter as well. And um, just not only a great game for the Panthers in their comeback win, getting two points, but a lot of help around the league. I, um, Jacob, I was dual casting the the NCAA National Championship on Monday uh, between Kansas and UNC, as well as uh, watching the the final um final two periods of Maple Leafs lightning. And at that time, when the Florida Panthers were down five, one against Toronto, I was thinking, okay, the, the, the Leafs have five games in a row where they're scoring five plus goals. This is a hot Maple Leafs team. The Florida Panthers are catching a uh, hot Maple Leafs team at the right time. And that included that one game included the first go round where the Florida Panthers uh, faced off against uh, Toronto and just thinking, man, is this the Toronto team we're going to see uh, if these two are to meet in the first round? But, of course, um, the game slowed down to playoffs. The And I want to talk a little bit about the press conferences as well. Every single person that went up to that podium today said the same thing. They said one of two things. Huberto, heart candidate. This is the second one, Jacob. We don't want to get off to slow starts like that, and that is the one that sticks out to me more than the first one. As much as we want to make a case about Jonathan Huberto, that second one is we don't want to be playing behind and chasing the game. And Andrew Burnett did not. Um, I didn't. I don't think I saw a single smile on his face when uh, I logged into the presser, and no coach, no coach would be happy after that.
1: Yeah, um, I, I saw Uyghur, uh claimed responsibility for for an admittedly poor game. He, he really did not play well until late in the third period. He kind of figured it out. Um, Barkov, Giroux, Huberdeau, everyone, everyone commented like, "We gotta stop, gotta stop doing this." Um, I think those were that was a direct quote from Andrew Brunet. He said, "We have to stop doing this." So you know, two points you take them however you get them. Uh, you you never turn down two points. Never turn down a win, but. That's not the way you want to do it, especially this time of year. You, you should be getting used to playing low-scoring games, locking it down a little bit. Um, it's good that they're developing the clutch gene because you, there are going to be close games in the playoffs, and you have to come up with goals at big time. So it's good they're developing that. But as far as defense, the breakdowns are happening too often. The special teams has to get has to get cleaned up. Um, yeah, you, you don't want to win that way. And Brunette did not seem happy with the way they played, and, and he shouldn't be. Um, I would say this though, it, it was not a complete bad effort for the first two periods as the score might have indicated. It was really just a, a horrible nightmare of, of like three to five minutes. The, the, the rest of the game, they played pretty solid, but they had an absolutely terrible stretch of just a few minutes and that's all it takes
0: against a good team. So you cannot have that come playoff time. A minute and 34 seconds to be exact on that second period where uh, Marner's shorthanded goal came at 30 seconds. And then the third goal of that on the, on that, um, on that third, uh, on that, um, uh, excuse me, uh, yeah, a minute, a, a minute and 34 seconds. And then the third goal came at two Oh four. So a minute and 34 second bad stretch for the Florida Panthers where three, three goals on three shots. Um, uh, and of course, um, we talked about it, um, Bob being pulled Spencer coming in, but yeah. Um, and Joe, um, Ed Jovanowski even said it on the broadcast as well. Um, Ed, 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 Ed didn't have a really a a big smile on his face neither because he was talking about some of the breakdowns and you said it best a a three to five minute stretch and we've seen a little bit of this in the last week where it's just how do they recover when they're when they're when they're down how do they wet it's um we we, um, how do they weather storms it's it really just comes down to this weathering storms and just slowing everything down so that's really what it comes down to. And and I, I like I, I really liked what Jovo said on the postgame uh presser with uh Jessica Blaylock, um what what he said in um uh, relation to that. But let's go let's let's go a little bit around the, the league uh for uh the panthers. Of course, um the the division's gonna be wrapped up for the Panthers unless they go on a skid. That is the focus. If if they if they win their games, then you don't even have to look at the rest of the scores, really, um, and just saying, okay, uh, control, control your games, win. If you do lose, okay, maybe you could score board watch. Man, like I said, magic number for the Atlantic, 17. The East, 19. Before, heading into today, it was 20 and 23 for the magic numbers. And Carolina, lost in regulation to Buffalo um, on the road. And Boston uh, they lost in regulation at, in Detroit after and then Tampa Bay, of course, we talked about it a little bit uh, yesterday um, about how they they lost to uh, Toronto six to two in their in their game on Monday. But this is this we talked about not we've ta- also talked about not clinching early as well um, for to excuse me too early for for the Panthers. And I think, I think that with about two games left seems just about right to where you want the Panthers to clinch. Because just looking at their schedule, they have a back-to-back towards the end of the season in Montreal and Ottawa. And those are games that you kind of want to clinch early, but you don't want to clinch like two, two weeks early. Because then we saw what happened to the Lightning just in 2019. Um, so they're getting their help. They're winning their games. But it's not this team is not clinching early too early, which is kind of, it gives me a little, it puts me a little bit at ease to where this team is at this moment in time.
1: Yeah. Um, if you, like you, you said, it's a great point. If you clinch too early, there's just a natural tendency to take your foot off the gas a little bit. And once you do that, it's hard to, it's really hard to to stomp your foot back down on that pedal when the playoffs start. Uh, you, you've kind of built some some bad habits and some lax attitudes. so um, they have to keep their foot on the gas. the The division is still within reach for some other really, really good teams. Um, we still have some head to head within the division with Boston, Tampa, and Toronto still to go. So it's it's not an easy road uh, and and I don't want them I really don't want them to think it is or or to or to get a little bit too too high on on their on their success so far. Um, and, of course, the team that, that I'm really looking at isn't even in the division. It's, it's Carolina. Um, they have to keep up this pace to, to stay ahead of Carolina because that can be the difference between meeting a, a shaky and I won't say shaky, but just a, a somewhat um, tier below Boston, Tampa, Toronto. Washington is not quite what those three are. Uh, not not at this stage. So I'd rather meet Washington in the first round than any of those three, uh, which are are really, really good teams. So it's something to keep an eye on. And I think you got to you got to look at Carolina and try to win out the, the conference instead of just the division. That, that should be the focus. Um, so, yeah, definitely, definitely something to keep an eye on. And uh, Carolina, if you looked at their schedule, they play Buffalo in their next game as well. I have a hard time seeing them dropping two
0: in a row to Buffalo. So it's, they, they got to keep their foot on the pedal right now. I fully agree. And um, the Florida Panthers would have to exceed the maximum amount of points that Carolina is able to get because regulation wins. Um, Carolina does have 39 while the Florida Panthers do have 36. So it, they can't tie in points they're, even though the Florida Panthers did sweep them, they're going to have yeah. to exceed the amount of points for um for for to get the top spot in the East, we talked about magic numbers and a little a little quick uh, a little quick uh, thing for um, another magic number. Miami Heat, um, their magic number is one for the number one seed uh, in the in the uh, in the Eastern Conference. So it's it's pretty good down here uh, based on uh, the sports scene in South Florida, and I, I couldn't be any happier. And this actually leads me to a little bit of a segue. Uh, as we wrap up uh, this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast on this and Wednesday, um, Jacob, um, you just posted an article recently on PantherParkway.com. Uh, so pl- pl- um, plug, plug it, um, plug it, and tell the listeners um, what you've been working on as far as the Florida Panthers um, as the, as they are heading into the postseason. Yeah,
1: so this Panthers season, um, anyone who, who's a South Florida sports fan is is very familiar with the, the Miami Heat's big three run. Um, and I've just kind of personally, anyone who knows me, I'm a basketball guy. Um, it's right up there, even with hockey for me. So um, I'm a diehard Heat fan, and, and that run was very special to South Florida. And I kind of see a lot of the same similarities building with this Panthers team. So I wanted to put that in, in writing form and give uh, some give the South Florida sports scene a little bit of a, a look at what the Panthers are building over here and, and how it stacks up to probably one of the most successful runs South Florida sports has ever seen. So um, yeah, I would definitely recommend checking that out. If you're a fan of either team or just South Florida sports in general, and, and let me know what you think. And um, I will, I'll also uh, let you guys know that I do have a part two to that article that's going to be dropping tomorrow, which is a little bit more of a, a fun, a fun laid back take on the topic. And I, I think um, I think a lot of people will
0: enjoy that. It's it's pretty unique. I think you guys will like it. Yeah, so check that out at PantherBarkway.com. Uh, Frank has just posted an article recently. I just posted an article recently on, on the site. Jacob is uh, there for part one and a part two and in, in relation to that. So. Check out pantherparkway.com. We're back with posting some articles on on the site, so you guys can um, follow Jacob on Twitter at Jacob Weinans8 uh, for all the hot takes um, that that Jacob will have. It's it, it you you see Jacob in podcast form, very calm and all that stuff. But you, if you see him on Twitter, it's sometimes uh, during the games. He, <laughs> it, it's it, I'll say this: it's a it's very entertaining for 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 anyone who follows him. So give him a follow there, but. Jacob, I want to thank you so much for joining uh, on this uh live edition of the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast and once again on this wine Wednesday and l- let's keep let- let's keep going baby let's keep let's keep winning yes sir definitely thanks for having me absolutely man and if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Check NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy team. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you you get podcasts. Sarmar so Velez with Jacob Winans and you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast part of the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day.